Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. This morning we're going to be turning to some uh, scriptures. And uh, I think it's important that you uh, look at these. We may be uh, some scriptures that you want to go back and, uh, and look at at another time. So it's good that you uh, take a fall along with us in the Bible. Uh, first, go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're primarily going to be in Corinthians and in Romans. But if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13... going to read verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. Have you ever in your, in your life been confronted with what you don't know? Um, maybe you thought you knew. Have you, is, has that ever happened where you thought you had some things figured out? You thought you knew and then you realized, well, man, I only knew in part. Like maybe when you were going to get married... You thought, well, I know how this is going to work out. (laughs) Or I got one. How about when you were going to become a parent? You thought, well, I think I know how this is going to go. By the way, I read a book or two about it. (laughs) Right? And then you're like, at some point in parenting, you say, what? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Right? Maybe you thought... At some point in time in our life that we know about God. And we know Him. Or knew about Him, right? But then um, we picked up His Word. And begin to read the Bible. And it challenges the way we think. And the way we think about God. Um, Have you ever been blindsided by something? Health issue? Tragedy, these tornadoes that just happened, right? Just been blindsided, and you didn't say, you'd say something like, well, I, I never saw that coming. I mean, that can be good or bad. I, I'm just saying, it's just, sometimes uh, we get to a point where we say, well, I only know in part. What I thought I knew may not be uh, just Wow, the way it is. And I, and I don't think it's wrong for us as God's people, for us to say to the Lord, why? I don't. I think Job asked why. I think that uh, we studied the life of Gideon a while back. You know what he said? He said, uh, God, if you're like this, then why is this happening? Why are these things that way? Now, our asking God why does not mean that we've uh, given up our faith in Him, our trust in Him. But we begin to ask God why? 
And when we ask God why, I believe the reason is not that we're just trying to accumulate facts, that we're not trying to just accumulate knowledge for knowledge's sake, but really what we desire, what we should desire as Christians and followers of Christ is to simply know Him. That makes all the difference to the wise in life. Uh, It really does. Paul, at the end of his life, says that I may know Him. Knowledge, facts, uh, we could never have all the facts to completely understand. You're in Corinthians. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I told you we're going to be turning to some scriptures this morning, so be ready. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Look at verse 1. He says, Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth, or charity, the love of God in us edifieth. That word edifieth means builds up. You know, sometimes... Sometimes uh, just by knowing a bunch of facts uh, doesn't necessarily mean that we are able to build up. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're able to help others in their Christian walk or Christian life. It's charity. It's the love of God that helps that. But he says this, verse 2, But if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. Do you know what's important for us as Christians and, and, and followers of Christ is not to know a bunch of facts and figures and to have all this knowledge for knowledge's sake, but it is to know him. It is to draw close to him. I think it's good at, at times in our lives to come to a place where we say, I don't know. Sometimes I think that's a good thing. It brings us to the end of ourself and where we begin to seek after the Lord. I have not said I don't know more than these last few years with my kids. If I get one of them alone with me in the car, the questions do not end. One question leads to another question, which leads to another question, which leads to another question. And then I'm finally, I say, I don't know. I don't know. They must think their dad doesn't know anything because I'm constantly saying, I don't know. Why would you even be asking that question? Why is that even important? I believe the same though is true to our Heavenly Father. As many times we're asking a lot of questions of Him and He knows the answer. But He's kind of like, that's not what you need to know. What you need to know is me. You need to know me. Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. We're starting off with the I don't know. That's the first point here. I don't know. Romans 8, verse 26. The Bible says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. He's talking about God's Holy Spirit 
that indwells the believer, that lives inside. He helps us. He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our, he, he leads us, guides us, our teacher. He says, uh, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not. Say that with me. We know not. <laughs> What we, ought, what we should pray for as we ought. Have you ever been there in your prayer life? Where we're, have you ever caught yourself telling the Lord what needs to happen? You're like, Lord, this is how everything needs to go in my life. And then he's like, you don't know. That's not how. That's, maybe that's not the way to pray. He says, we, sometimes we need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. The way to pray. He says, uh, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And ultimately, that is what we're seeking after. We're seeking after God's will as we go to Him in prayer. Uh, It's not just a time for us to be able to tell Him. But there should be a time for him to tell us. That there should be a time where he's teaching us and showing us. Uh, with, can I say this as believers, as Christians? Uh, without God's Spirit, we would not know God. Without God's Spirit, the Spirit of God that reveals to us God and reveals to us truth. Without that, we would not know as he leads us in prayer. I think it's certainly human And I certainly think it's humbling for us to come to a place where we say, I don't know. Or we don't know. And that may be true with you in your life. I know there's some folks in here this morning that are going through some things. Some family members that have had health issues this past week. Some folks that have gone through the tornado, things like this, and and you're looking and saying, hey, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this happened. I don't know why these things are going on. But I I feel like many times in our Christian life, this is where God begins to build our faith. Is when we're saying, I don't know, but God, I'm willing for you to teach me. God, I'm willing for you to direct me. Uh, I'm willing to seek after you. So that I can know you. Now, take your Bible and turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. One of my favorite passages in the scripture. I have a lot of favorites. You probably think, well, you say that quite a bit, but I have a lot of favorites. John uh, 14 and verse 1. We're still on the point of, I don't know. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know. And the way, you know. 
Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Lord begins here with a uh, heart trouble. You know, heart trouble is serious. You go into the hospital and, uh, and you think you have heart trouble... Uh, they're going to find. They're going to. They're going to check that out first, right? Because that's a pretty serious thing to have heart trouble or have a troubled heart. It's true in our, in our Christian life the same way that we can have heart trouble. We can have a troubled heart. We can be troubled. Even the disciples, even those that were walking with Christ, the apostles, they had trouble. Have you ever been troubled inside? We call it anxiety, right? We call it stress. We call it these sort of things, the cares of this life. Have you ever been troubled? I had a revelation a while back that if everywhere I was going, the trouble seemed to be following me. You know what my revelation was? Maybe it was me. I have this, uh, I have a pattern in my personal life of getting myself in trouble and God getting me out. I thank Him for it. I thank Him for it all the time. But it's like He gets me out of one thing and then I seem to get myself into something. Have you ever been like that and you're like, why did you do that? Why would you do that? Right? The Lord will help us through these things though. You know what the Lord says here is the cure for a troubled heart? You may be here this morning. And it's hard for you to focus on things. And it's hard for you to focus on the Lord because I know what it's like to have a troubled heart. And to be able to smile and be able to act like everything's okay. But inside you're not hearing anything. You don't know what's going on inside. You know what the Lord says here for a troubled heart? It's simple. He says, let not your heart be troubled. What? Believe in God. Believe also in me. You know where we can get some relief? From our troubled heart, where we can get some relief from the cares of this world and the anxieties is believing in Him. Faith. Faith over our fear. Faith over our anxiety. Faith over our troubles. Now, we all have troubles. It's part of the, part of what we, you know what I got to thinking though? I'm, I'm actually, if you, when you step back and look at it, we should be thankful for our troubles. Some of the troubles that this world goes through, uh, we are blessed in this country. And with the things that we have, the hospitals that we have, the uh, availability that we have to so many things, that even, even in our troubles, many times we are blessed. But, but that's not to, to say that you don't have serious troubles in your heart. And he gives us. A remedy here, and the remedy is faith. Faith through our trouble. Faith over our trouble. Faith in what? Not just faith. Faith in Him. Faith in God. Faith in Christ. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Jesus here tells His disciples, He says, I'm going to heaven. 
I'm going to the Father's house. You say, where's heaven? What's heaven? Heaven's where God's at. Heaven is where God dwells. Heaven is the Father's house. It's where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And He says here, I'm going to heaven. And you know where that's at. And you know how to get there. And Thomas, you know, raises his hand and says, I don't know where you're going. I don't know how you get there. I heard a preacher preach a message on this uh, uh, passage one time. And he says, you know, it's like, it's like uh, being in school, being back in school. And the teacher goes through all the instructions of what you're supposed to do. And you have no idea what he or she's talking about. Right? But you're too embarrassed to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right? And then you're thankful for that one person, that Thomas, that raises their hands like... Everybody's looking around for Herb. He's up there. Um, I don't know what you're talking... Inside Joe, if you're in a Bible study with Herb, he's... Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Thomas is just real. He says, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know where you're going. And I don't know how to get there. Right? You know, something happened in Thomas's life. He became a changed person after the death, burial... And resurrection of Christ. After after he received God's spirit. uh, Thomas went to the unreached people. I've been uh, to where they say it was that Thomas was killed. For preaching the gospel in Chennai, India. Wellspring has an orphanage there in that city. We have an orphanage. Right outside of where Thomas was killed. For preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what Thomas, why Thomas went to India and began to preach the gospel there? Is because he went from someone who didn't know to someone who knew. That makes all the difference. Is when you're like, I don't know how to get to heaven and I don't know how to get there. To someone that says, I know. I know that I know. That brings us to the next point. It's good to know. When you go from not knowing to being able to know, that's good to know. In Romans 8 and verse 22, the Bible says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. You know what we all know? I believe we all know this. I believe that we all know that something was, isn't right. That there is a, a, a hole missing. That each and every person, no matter who we are, No matter where we're from, that there is a void in our heart without God. We know and see the effects of sin. We know that there's things that go on in this world that are not right and are not not fair. And it doesn't matter from what part of society you come from. It doesn't matter who you are, but you know that there's something missing. Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know that there's something missing. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it 
talks about knowing that we have eternal life, knowing that we have the Son and that we have life. He says in verse 1, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Verse 6, Therefore we are also, what? Confident. I love that song that the kids sang this morning. Being confident. Confident in ourselves? No. Confident in the Lord. By faith. We are confident knowing that. Whilst we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are what? Confident. I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The faith, this faith that we have in Jesus Christ for our salvation, do you know what this gives us? It gives us confidence that we have eternal life. It was just this Thursday that uh, Kristen's uh, grandma, we had her funeral. And although I had not had a chance to meet Connie, they asked me to do the funeral. And what was important to me before, before this is that I knew her position in Christ. I knew if she had received Christ as her Savior. And the family told me, you know what they said? That when she was a little girl, 10 years old, her testimony was in Kentucky that she had prayed and received Christ as her Savior. And it continued to live with and for Christ throughout her life. You know, that brings some hope in a time like this. That brings some hope that, hey, we have confidence that to be, and I read this verse, to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. Do you know it's good to know? To know that you have eternal life. It's good to be confident in these things. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Do you believe that this morning? That you can know that you have eternal life? That you can know And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know, you may have walked into this church this morning not knowing, like Thomas, not knowing the way. But after hearing the words of Christ that He is the way, that He is the truth, and that He is the life. And by putting our faith and trust in Him, you can know that you have eternal life. Do you know that's good to know? (laughs) I mean, you can know a lot of things. But to know that is good to know. He says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. You know, there's uh, some things that we can know in the Bible. One thing that we know is that he's coming back. Do you know he said that he was going to come the first time and there was all kinds of prophecies about him coming the first time? And you know he fulfilled each and every one of them. 
He came back just like he said he did. And said he would. And he said he's going to come back. You know what I believe? I believe he's going to come back. You know, it's good for us to know that. That's something that's helpful in our everyday life. You say, what does that do? I think it puts a lot of things in perspective that the Lord's coming back. That the Lord's coming back. And then he says that when he comes back, that we're going to be like him. Wow. Well, that's good to know. You know, it's not always going to be like this. Some of us have uh, been through some... Uh, troubled heart. Some of us have some health issues. Some of us are going through some things. But you know that one day we're going to be like Him. Uh, we're gonna, one day we're going to be glorified. One day we're going to have a glorified body. Where there will be no more pain. And no more tears. And no more sorrow. Uh, you can know that this morning. That's something good to know. That the Lord's coming back. And one day that we will be like Him. First John chapter 3 and verse 14 says... We know that we have passed from death unto life. Well, that's something good to know. That you've passed from death unto life. That you have eternal life. These are quite important things to know, I would say. We started with uh, some things that we don't know. But here the scripture has given us some things that we can know, some things that we do know, some things that we can trust in, things that we can believe in. And it's not just uh, something that, I mean, I believe that you can know that you know. There is a point in time in our life where we hear God's word, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that we trust in Him and we believe in Him for these things. And, and by faith, we just take it for what it says. But then there's a point in time when the Holy Spirit moves inside. I, 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 can I get a witness? Where, where it's kind of like, I don't, I, don't, you know, the, I don't believe anymore. I know. You've heard that quote. I don't believe anymore. I know. Why? Because there's just something inside where you couldn't talk me out of it. You couldn't talk me out of it. I know Him. Turn back to Romans chapter 8. We started with the, in Romans chapter 8, and we know not. You may have come in here this morning with a lot of we know nots. I don't know how this next week's going to go. <laughs> I got some things uh, going on. I got some things in our life. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know how the health issues, how this or that's going to turn out. We don't know. But look at Romans 8, verse 28. And we know. That all things work together for the good. To them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. There's some things that we don't know. But I believe that when we believe in God. We believe also in Christ. That our faith begins to grow. And we can know. Do you know the strength of knowing all things work together for the good. Do you know the strength of knowing that no matter what happens in our life, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we have the faith to know how God's going to work it out at the end. We don't know the next step necessarily. 
but we know that God's going to work it out for the good in the end. We can know that. We can know that God is working things out for us. We don't know, but now we can say we do know. It takes faith to believe that, but we can. You say, what do we know? Look at verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, It's good to know that God is for you. It's good to know that if you are God's and, 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 and He is yours, that He is for you. Sometimes in our mind, the enemy will come in, and that's part of the troubled heart to think, hey, God's, uh, He's not for you. Listen, if you're born again, if you're His child, He is for you. And if the Lord's for you, who can be against you? Look at verse 32 of Romans 8. He says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is, given, uh, who is even at the right hand of God, who also, also maketh inner session for us. Do you know that it is good to know that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus? I mean, it's good to know that. That's how this chapter starts in Romans 8 and verse 1. Therefore, there, uh, there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. It's good to know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. It's good to know that you have eternal life. It's good to know that you're not condemned. For those that are in Christ Jesus. These are things that you can know. Here's another thing you can know. Verse 35. He says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? You know, we're going to go through some tribulation. We're going to go through some trials. We're going to go through some testings. But many times it's in those things that His grace is sufficient for us that we see His love in a greater, more powerful way in our life. Tribulation doesn't separate us from God. Many times it draws us much closer to Him. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sakes we are killed all the day long. We are counted as... Sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than what? Conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Do you know it's good to be persuaded of some things in your Christian life? You say, what do you mean? Uh, To know deep down in your heart that you are persuaded. And if you're going to be persuaded in something, if you're going to be persuaded in something, this is something good to be persuaded in. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Isn't that what we always worry about? Well, you know, right now, most of the time, we can face what we're facing. But you know what so many of us are troubled about? Things to come. We're always thinking way too far down the road. How's that going to work out? How's that going to turn out? What's this going to... He says, you know what? Uh, uh, You should be persuaded that even things to come, 
nor height, nor depth, nor, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know something that you can know this morning? You can know that you are not going to get separated. That you cannot be separated from Christ. If you are in Christ and He is in you, you are secure in that. There is nothing, no trouble, no trial, no future thing that can separate you from the love of God. This should be something that each and, and I pray each and every one of us knows deep down in our hearts when we walk out that door. Hey, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to ask Dan to come and lead us in this song of invitation. And, and here's the invitation. Maybe there's... Maybe there's some things that you need to talk to the Lord about. Some things that uh, our hearts have been troubled. Christian, I don't know what you faced this last week, but has your heart been troubled? Do you know that there's nothing that can separate us? There's nothing that can separate us from Him. That there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. That He is for us. And if that He is for us, there's no one that can be against us. Maybe you've allowed the troubles and the cares of this world to uh, trouble your heart. And you know what the Lord says? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe faith. Believe in God. Believe in me. Maybe you've just allowed the troubles of this world to overwhelm you. And that happens. But you know what the Lord's saying? Hey, look at me. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I have given my word and my promise. I promise you'll never be separated from me. There's nothing in this world and outside this world that can separate you from Him. There should be a calm, a peace that passes understanding that comes into our hearts. No matter what we're facing when we see these things. You may be here this morning and, and you don't know the way. You, you, you don't know that you have eternal life. I think the greatest, the greatest thing you could ever know is that you have eternal life. The greatest thing that you could ever know. That's called the good news. That Jesus Christ came. God came. That he, he died for our sins. That He was buried and that He rose again so that we can know that we have eternal life. You say, how do I know? You can come to this altar. You can kneel there at your pew. You can pray and call out to God and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm not telling you the words to say, to receive Christ. It's a heart thing. It's a calling out to Him and saying, God, I receive you as my Savior and I'm accepting you. And you can know that you have eternal life. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.